today, I want to start like a, like a new series, sermon series. And it's going to be a quite long one series. But unique at the same time. I really hope so. Um, and uh, today, I, I want to start on this idea, uh, the church in a broken world. But this is going to lead us uh, up to uh, 12 weeks of uh, talking about different topics. Um, and if you knew, the last couple months, or almost a year, I guess, and our, our church has been hosting or been part, uh, providing a space for uh, a group called AA. And it's a, a bunch of group of people that come, they, they're going through a struggle, and they have addictions in their, in their life. They get together, and they do something called the big book, and they go through 12 steps. They help them to find recovery. And these principles um, come from the Bible. And, and, you know, in the next 12 weeks, I figured out, you know what? What if our church become a big AA group? And we start to talk about the principles of recovery. And, and we're going to, I want to bring awareness uh, uh, as we talk in the next 12 weeks. Each week is going to be a little bit different. Uh, we wanna, uh, the idea is to bring awareness. And the idea is that if you know somewhat, somebody who's going through a difficult times or, or addictions, that you can uh, understand what it means and you can provide uh, a support. Now, I'm not going to stand up here preaching like I'm an expert in all this. But it's something that we can all learn together. And I think creating awareness is, is a big thing for a church. And to be able to walk or walk the path of recovery, we need to understand actually what is the role of the church and what is church and, and, and what is the purpose of the church. A couple of years ago, during COVID time, we did a sermon series on, on the church. And uh, uh, a lot of this sermon today is going back. So I want to refresh a little bit uh, what is the church is, the purpose of the church, and putting that as a foundation uh, for the next couple weeks as we move forward. You know, I, I grew up in the church, not always been in, in a church, in a setting. Uh, I became a Christian when I was 18, um, and I had no problem with this idea of becoming a Christian. I actually was pretty happy that I was a Christian. My issue was I had a hard time going to church. My hard time was the whole idea of church and, and the traditions, but the idea of being a Christian, that was exciting. Um, a lot happened in that. It was, it was a very weird feeling for me. I understood that church is important for the believers, for me in that case. Um, the problem was, in my own experience, I thought that the building have a lot to do with my relationship with God at the time. I, I was wrong. And the problem was, I, as probably you knew, I, I'm telling you this for a long time, I used to struggle with addiction. So the church became my support group. And the church that I grew up, uh, it used to have service every day. 
uh, at least in, in some ex uh, shape or form, at least Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday will be services. And if you want to go to the other church, uh, another satellite church, they will have Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So literally, you can be at church every day. Now, church in, in South America, or in Chile at least, it's not like one hour long like here. You know when it starts, but you don't know when it's going to finish. <laughs> and it's like, okay, our service starts at 7, and about 10.30 p.m., you're like, the pastor haven't preached yet. <laughs> you know, it's like, but I need to go home. You know, like, and you're like, you're like, thank you because I was born in Canada. <laughs> like, I get it, I get it. But I thought for the longest time, the church as a building was part of my relationship with God. The, as much time I spent in the temple, I will have a better relationship with God. And actually, it's not like that. The first time that Jesus mentioned the word church is in Matthew 16, uh, 18. And say this, And I'll tell you, you are Peter, he's talking to the, his disciple, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Jesus here is playing with words because Peter also means rock. And, and he's talking to him on this rock. And, and it's, uh, it's not uh, Dwayne Johnson, the rock, you know. It's Peter. I, I'm going to build my church over this, over, over this rock. So again, every time we think about church, we think in building, we're thinking of a denomination. Most of the people, if you have friends, they don't go to church, we say, do you go to church? What are we saying by that? You go to a building where people gather and sing and do religious stuff, uh, and people say, I don't go to church, meaning I don't go to a building, I don't separate time to, uh, uh, to worship or, or to find that religious uh, part in my life. The word church, there is in, in Greek, it means Ecclesia. In Ecclesia means gathering, assembly, called to go out. So when Jesus is saying, on this rock I will build my church, the word he's using right there, church, is Ecclesia. Over this rock I will build my assembly. Over this rock I will, meet, I will build my gatherings. The people that will go out. And this word was a popular word. It was a common word uh, on Jesus' time on the Roman Empire. The, the empire will use this uh, very often. Um, they will say, hey, guys, we're going to have an ecclesia later. We're going to meet at 8. Okay, we're going to gather together at 8. Uh, the military will use the word ecclesia to say, uh, we're going to have an ecclesia uh, in Agmi, so we can go fight Linden. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> the word Ecclesia was very popular. So for, for, for the disciple, this wasn't like a weird word. It wasn't like, what did Jesus mean by Ecclesia? It wasn't 
that. For disciples have a lot of meaning. It makes sense. For the people around, it makes sense. Ecclesia, we're going to have a gathering. Um, and Jesus himself is the one who built this ecclesia. Where invite people like you and me and others to be part of God's work, to be part of this movement. In 1 Corinthians 3, 5, 9, Paul saying this, What, after all, is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollo watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants or neither the one uh, who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and, the, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are, you are God's field, God's building. We are the church. So church is not a building. Church is not a location. So what happened? So when church became a location, so when all this changed, gathering in this case is universal, uh, around the world, everywhere, but also local in our community. Um, in, in the year 313, um, Constantine um, legalized Christianity. The church was persecuted for about 300 years. They would kill Christians in the most awful way. The church was persecuted. But the church never was a building, it was a movement. People had an encounter with Jesus. They believed the resurrection of Jesus. And they believed that something powerful was going on. And they believed that in the church was always a movement. But in the year 300, the church stopped being a movement, in a sense. And it became the organization. It's legal. We don't, are not persecuted. The Roman Empire is with us. Therefore, now we have resources. Now we have money, and that we can start these temples. Now we're not, we don't need to be hidden. We just need to be there. So what happened is a lot of the temples, they were pagans' temples, they became Christian. They take the pagans' God, and they put a cross in the front, and became the church. Through that, uh, in the year 1500, uh, the big reformation happened. Uh, um, Luther, uh, reform, he came with the 91 Thesis about trying to reform the Catholic Church. And didn't go well. <laughs> and didn't go well. And then the evangelical or, or the uh, church came out from that. At that point, the Bible was translated in Latin. Um, then uh, it was translated to German. And here comes the problem with the word church. As it was translated for, to German, uh, the word they use to translate to the word church is 
sorry, my German is very rusty. Uh, <laughs> is the word is Kirche. Thank you, Kirka. There you go. I have a German. <laughs> there you go. Kirka, thank you. See, that's my Spanish in me. I will say how I read it. Kirka. And, uh, and the word Kirka actually is pointed out to a building, a location, an address. So when the, when, when the word, I will build my church, people out, automatically translate that a location, a building, an address. So I, I, if I ask you, where do you go to church? What you will say? I go to Linden Alliance. Um, where is your church? My church is located here, 614 Central Avenue. <laughs> you know, um, where, do you go, where do you used to go to church? Oh, I used to go to this church. You pointed out to a location, to a building, to an address. The problem with that is we have set our mind the church is set up in roads and not in circles. And the problem with this, the church has stopped being a movement to simply gathering and living outside a purpose and actually the meaning of the church. That a lot has changed since then. Um, a couple of years ago, you remember COVID, right? You know, um, it's just a simple topic. I, I, don't, I don't mean to bring bad memories to you, but... Over there, you know, a lot of stuff happened and we have to close the building. And, and, and it was a difficult time, but at the same time, we have to rethink and, re, and remember actually what is the purpose of the church. On the outside, yes, our church, our doors, the building doors were closed, but the church never stopped doing its, their, their work. There is announcing Jesus and actually, you and I have to remember that we are the church. The church have changed, have shaped us, shaped our culture. So the question today, as we are in a broken world, and we are actually going through difficult times, what actually is the purpose of the church? We simply gather once a month or once a, a week and for an hour and we sing together and it's good to see you. We dressed up uh, and we come to church or we actually means around the purpose of the church. So the church for 300 years was persecuted even after I was talking with, I was in a conference this week and uh, I'm, I'm working on my ordination and part of my uh, group that I meet on, on monthly basis, I, I have one of the pastors from, uh, from China, and she was telling about her story, and she's like, yeah, I was part of the persecuted church, and she was telling us all what she had to do, and how they train people, jumping builders so they don't break their legs and their arms so they can run away from the police, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, if I jump from my building, I will bounce. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, you know, like, I, I'm thinking that, that would be awful. You know, like, I, I jumped this step. I was like, oh, my knees. You know, like, I, I, like, I cannot do this. But the whole different culture in, in, in China, like, church is a movement. It's not about where we gather. It's not about the temple, the lights, and, and the music. 
It's about an experience, about believing what Jesus is, is for us in our life. One of the biggest lies that we always follow is this idea, I don't know, I, I'm not trained, I'm not qualified. You know, um, and sorry, this is a sensitive topic for me because even though I work in a church, I'm a pastor, I have a problem with the church organization. Why? Because we believe and we grow up, we have to depend on the person who is in the front or who is preaching, and we forget that you and I equally are part of a movement. The same power that works in me works on you. There's nothing different. So you and I depends on the transforming power of the Holy Spirit working in us. So it's not about being qualified. It's allowing God to actually work through our life. If I say to you, um, maybe let me tell you this story. A couple of months ago, I, 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 I said to someone from our church, I said, can, can, you, can you start a home group? And uh, I don't know. If I come to you and I say, hey, can you start a home group? Probably this is what you will say to me. Uh, no. <laughs> right? <laughs> and and I probably will say, why? Um, I'm too busy. Uh, but I can manage that. Uh, but I'm, I'm not qualified. Um, uh, I don't know much about the Bible. What if they ask me something and I don't know? Uh, what if it gets weird? What if uh, I don't like to share in public? Those kind of like, it, it sounds fair. That's what probably you will say. I said that. <laughs> like, I can preach here, but if you ask me to go in another group of people, I would probably will say that, oh, I don't know, I'm busy. From now until 300 years. <laughs> you, you know, like, I, I can't do it. It's too much. It's overwhelming. The church, oh, so much to do. They need that. But it's actually... People don't, if I tell you what was the sermon last week, you probably won't remember. If I tell you what is the sermon two weeks ago, you won't remember. But when somebody comes to you and you invest the time with a friend and you allow God to work, people will remember that you were there to show Jesus to that person. So it could be that we can go back to actually what a church means and we gather not just on a Sunday morning and singing together, and you guys look amazing, by the way, but actually gather in a coffee shop and say, you know what, I want to show you what has been my walk with God. I don't know much. I don't even know how to pray. That's what one person said. I don't know how to pray, but I want to learn. Can you show me? And I said, well, I know how to pray like this. That works. But we have made church complicated. Because we have to follow the organization. We have to follow the program. We have to follow the rules. And we forget that we depend on the moving power of the Holy Spirit. It's not I will transform your life. If you're thinking that I will change your life, sorry, my friend, you're wrong. I have no power. But if you trust that the Holy Spirit has the power and 
to change your life, transform who you are, yes, you're on the right track. If you stand up and say, I'm going to meet my friend, I don't know how I can talk to them, allow that God will use your life. Oh, I don't have a testimony. I don't have much to say. Oh, you have plenty to say. So are we simply meeting or we're moving? The church has always been a movement, Christianity. It's always gather and then they go. They gather and they go. That's why people come sometimes to our church and then three years later, oh, I need to move. And they're awesome. They start another group and people get blessed. You meet people. And, and I think about our church, how our church is doing, ministering to people. It is not that what we say is about being vulnerable, say, I don't know. I do depend of what God can do through me. So why would we stop? And we're making a measurable difference in our community. Because I remember when, when they, they, they hire me and they say, we want you to be in the community and blah, 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 and, and be all this. Sure, I can be my job. And that is part of my job description. But actually, are we making a difference with our friends? Are we making a difference with our groups? So when we hear somebody's going through addictions, are we being the church? And I want you to think of this. And this is, I really want you to think, is the church actually just meeting on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. from 2 11 and sending the kid to Sunday school and figure out this and they go home and go eat some Chinese food or, you know, gather with friends? Is that church? In a sense. But church, it's not just about Sunday morning. Church happens every day, every moment at work. A friend of mine will say, I have people coming to my office and say, can you pray for me? And I'm like, oh, okay. And that means I need to stop everything. And the people there don't believe it. They know I have something special in my life. And I love that. Because church that guy would not say, well, I'm not at church. If you want me to pray, come at church. And our pastor will pray for you about three minutes. That'd be awful. But it's so cool when a friend comes to you, and, and it's kind of like those phone calls, like help me phone call. And they say, my marriage is falling apart. I don't know what to do. And you're like, let me pray for you. Let me walk. Or when you get those phone calls, I need to get out from this abusive relationship. And you're like, yes, what I need to do? We react. We help. We don't say, oh, I'll come to church on Sunday and we will figure it out. Church is not just a building. Church is a movement. It's a movement. It's always on the go. It's always creating an opportunity to make a difference. The assembly of believers. It's not just gathering just in roads like we are right now. But rather in circles. 
when we gather and say, you know, I want to teach you what I know. I don't know. And if I don't know, we'll figure it out together. I might not have an answer why uh, Jesus is coming in a white horse, horse and, uh, and not in a brown one. I don't know that stuff. But we can figure it out. I don't know what this means. I don't know what it does. But you know what? We're going to do life together. We're going to build the kingdom. We're going to work in his kingdom. His assembly is not based in one location. It's many locations. It's in your own family. Paul said in Ephesians 5.25, Husband, love your wife. Wife can say amen. Okay, don't love him. Husband, love your wives. Just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Okay, God, as Jesus loved the church, a building, an address, a location, that's what I'm saying. As Jesus loved the ecclesia, as Jesus loved you, people, church is not a building, church is people, people. And we're inviting people to be part of his assembly. That we gather and then they will go. And to make, make the church holy, cleansing her, cleansing the church by washing with water through the word. And to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. The church? No people. Hebrew 10.24 say this. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to act of love and good works and let us not neglect our meetings together as some people do but encourage one another. Especially now the day of his return is running near. You know what I love about AA meetings? is the people come, they recognize they have a problem. That's why they are there. They show up, it's messy. You hear pretty hard story. Church is messy. <laughs> um, and they share their brokenness. Everyone listened. They help each other. They might not have an answer, but you get it out. And you move forward and to find recovery. Church, it's not about one pastor telling you what to do. I'm pretty good at telling you what to do. My kids don't agree with me, but I'm good at it. But that's not church, people. Church is about doing life together. It's to think in Jesus through us, working in us. Church is about gathering and say, we're going to build his kingdom here. It's about encouraging one another. Do you have problems? Me too. How can we pray together? And that's what I, I'm going to try to do in the next 12 weeks as we discover these principles on recovery. Because our souls need to recover. We all can agree our world is pretty broken. Because it's a reflection of ourselves. 
is a reflection of our own issues. Our church is broken because we all messed up in some way, or shape, or form. We have issues with disagreements and fights and all that. You know what is the answer? Jesus. Over this rock, I will build my church. I will build. So we have to be built, start up. And sometimes that process is slowly, but it's possible. So people will say, my church is doing nothing. What do they mean by that? My church hurt me. What do they mean by that? And we have to stop for a minute and reflect on that. And not be so defensive right away. But we have to reflect. What are we doing as a church? Are we putting our faith into the program? Or we trust in the Holy Spirit they're going to lead us to fulfill his mission? Our, our, our church is moving on, on purpose or just in programs? Programs come and go. But purpose stayed there. In the book of Acts, the disciples say this, and every day in the temple and from house to house, they continue to teach and preach this message. Jesus is the Messiah. I don't want you to go to meet with people and have coffee and tell them how cool Lyndon Lion is. You're missing the point. It's not about Linden Alliance. It's about building his kingdom. And if we all can understand that, it's not what you know or how much you know, how much you know about the Bible, how, much, how many years you've been into church. It's about allowing God to work through you. So I want to extend this invitation to you. If church is gathering. The ecclesia is a movement. Can you start to meet people? And can you start maybe with a friend or two and say, hey, you want to get together? To what? Just hang out and hang out with them. And people eventually, at one point, they're going to ask you, why are you so chill? <laughs> why are you so, why, like, Seems like nothing is bothering you. Seems like you're going through difficult times, but there's something different about you. And that is a moment when you say, I have Jesus in my heart. I have Jesus in my heart. I'm still trying to figure it out life. I'm still trying to learn. I'm still trying to understand how things work. But you know what? I have hope living in me. Jesus. I don't have a program. I don't have, I'm not part of a, a religious group that sit down and say, hey, welcome to our perfect church. We have life figured out, and we're going to tell you how you should live your life. If we ever become like this, please run away. That's my advice for you. But rather to be a group of people that recognize that we need a Savior, that we are part of this movement, independent how the future will come and what they say, the church at one point, the church will be persecuted. When that day come, yes, might close this building, 
but they cannot steal what is happening in our lives. The, trans the transformation power of the Holy Spirit of Jesus living in us. That's what's leaving you. So church, it's not a building. It's not a location. It's not just an organization. No, church is a movement. Leading by the power of the Holy Spirit. So when you think about this place, please don't think about just a denomination. Please just don't think about our organization. Think you're part of a large movement of believers who love Jesus. Around the world, you have brothers and sisters with the same passion or more are willing to go and work and, and help and pray for people. You are part of that. So never think you cannot do it. I don't know. I don't have time. Do it at work. Do it at school. Invite your best friend to your house and you want to have coffee and hang out. You want to learn about Jesus. <laughs> My friend, start to meet with another person and at first was difficult to figure it out. I don't know what to say, but now they're learning about the Bible, how the Holy Spirit moves, about uh, how to pray, and all that started because they're willing to make that step. So I want to challenge you. I want to invite you, invite your friends. We would like to have as many home groups as possible here at our church. And maybe two people with a friend, invite them. And if you want to be part of a group, we have resources to help you. Every Saturday, the men's, we meet here at the church. And uh, we've been doing this for over a year now. Uh, we meet at 8 in the morning. We have coffee. And, and people say, what, what do you guys do? It's very simple. We, we gather. We chat. We watch a sermon. Um, and then we... We talk. You can see some of the conversation. And for an hour, we do that every, every Saturday. You can be part of that. And some of the guys share their heart. And we grow together. This is one of my favorite activities of the whole week. I always cannot wait. The Saturday can come. And we gather with my friends as we learn together how can we be more like Jesus. You have the same opportunity with your friends. Heavenly Father, I just pray, pray that you can help us to be the church. To be the ecclesia, not just an organization, but rather a movement. You have empowered us with your presence, with your Holy Spirit. So I pray that you can help us to be brave, not shy, to go out and tell people who you are. But not just with words, but rather with our actions, with the way how we live, how we think. To bring people in and to love them, to they can feel your love. So help us to be that movement again, God, to change our community. And as we start this journey, I pray that you can search our hearts you can bring to light everything that's bothering you so we can walk in our own self in our way to recovery 
and a way to come to know you and serve you with all our hearts and all our minds. We honor you and we love you, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen and amen.